This Talking Flutes podcast is kindly sponsored by Trevor James Flutes, making life sound beautiful. You can show them some flute love by following them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Trevor James Flutes on Facebook, and at trevorjamesflutes.com. Hello and welcome this week to Talking Flutes and I know I shouldn't be talking because this isn't my podcast. Hello Claire. Hi John Paul, how are you doing? I'm very well. Do you want to do the intro? Um, no, I think you just did it, did it fine. You know, welcome to all our listeners. More Talking Flutes, it must be Monday. It must be Monday, although some people may listen on another day. But Monday, yes, it's always a Monday. And you're speaking via WhatsApp from your beautiful home in Hove. I am indeed. Uh, what a wonderful summer it's been so far because this is our final podcast and it goes out on the 31st of July which is a beautiful day today isn't it? It's absolutely gorgeous John Paul yep. Have Warm you f- and, I'm always talking about the weather I think our listeners from out of the country will be thinking those Brits all they ever talk about is the weather. But it is we have this weird fascination with the weather don't we? We do. It sort of uh, shapes our lives in a way, doesn't it? <laughs> do you think it's because we love our gardens and we love gardenings and pottering around? Because we know that you do, because you grow, I, you grow weird things in your garden. I don't grow weird things, but I, I certainly, since the, um, the lockdown earlier in the year, I've spent a lot of time in the garden and it's been, it's been very therapeutic. I've really enjoyed it because it's been creative in a different way. But we, we're all envious of you because even during lockdown, the good thing about if there was anything good and there was very little good that's actually come out of lockdown with so many people having been affected and lost loved ones, but we were allowed to go out for a, to go to the shops and to do one piece of exercise. Now, for me, that was going for a walk. Now, when you went out for your exercise, 100 metres down the road, you have the sea. Yeah, and it's which is again is a very, very therapeutic to hear the sound of the waves, um, and it's and every day is different. And um, I mentioned on an earlier podcast that you know I walk the dogs every day, and that's a really good time to to think. I do think about a lot of ideas when I'm walking the dogs by the sea, so it works very well. And how have you coped with lockdown? Because obviously um, lockdown started quite a while ago now, and it's released a lot. And obviously on the 4th of July, pubs opened and restaurants opened again. But we're beginning to see sort of um, spot lockdowns, aren't we, in certain parts of the country? We are. I mean, unfortunately, the, the danger isn't over. I'm, I'm still reluctant to sort of to go out and mix yet. I, I've quite, in one sense, I've quite enjoyed the boundaries of lockdown because I've found I've been actually more creative, although mm. it's, it's barely, it is isolating and it's quite lonely, but it sort of focuses your mind a bit. I mean, one of my biggest worries has been the sort of seeing the fact that music around the world is sort of almost dying out in oh, terms isn't, isn't it dreadful what's going on and no governmental do you know nobody understands the value of the arts and yet what have we all been doing during lockdown listening to music watching plays yeah. watching films absolutely it's 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 tragic i mean i was actually listening to 
a, a news item this morning from a school. It was from their drama hall. And they were talking to students about what was all important talking to the teachers. And they talked about the arts, but they talked about, about drama and dance. Nobody mentioned music, <laughs> which really, really upset me. I've been thinking about it all morning, actually. We all need to be a little bit proactive about this. Otherwise, we're going to lose so much music from, from our lives. And that's going to affect us hugely yeah but i mean science needs to science needs sorry claire but science needs to get their act together with their claims about what music playing musical instrument does how far the breath goes singing i mean to go to be able to go out to a pub and be a meter away from someone and have a drink and talk to them but yet you're not allowed to sing in a in a venue even though the audience could be 15 20 meters away it's absolutely crazy and flute, uh, but, flute players, you know, oh, we can't have flute players anywhere near there. You've got to be surrounded by a bubble. We, in fact, we might as well put glass bowls over our head. Well, you know, maybe that'll that'll happen. Who knows? <laughs> but no, yeah. you're exactly well, right. Yeah. It's It really is, it's heartbreaking that there is so many musicians forgotten by governments because there is no support. It's okay saying, well, there's furlough. Well, unless you're employed, there's no furlough. If you're self-employed, there's only a little bit of support. And that's died out now anyway. So what does a musician do? What does a musician do? And when you've got, um, if you just take each aspect of our career, so if you just look at teachers, so music teachers or instrumental teachers are not going to be the ones going back into the schools at the moment. No. And if you have a private practice, I think parents and adults are like whoever's learning are not going to be, particularly happy about going to someone's home and the teacher then is also at risk again and we need to be thinking about how we can inspire and encourage and teach from a distance which is where we you know all used to doing zoom now it's been fantastic so a lot of teachers are using zoom and that's really opened up a whole new world because we can learn from a distance and I think it's so important to do that because it's so important for our mental health and for our creativity uh, and for our general education. We know that music is so beneficial to all aspects of our well-being and it helps in all other aspects of life. It's essential to have a well-rounded, balanced human being to have music in it. But as you say, if you look at well-being, now well-being for a musician is work because work puts food on the table, the ability to perform, to tell a story in whatever format, whether it be musical or through word. And then the drawbridge comes up with COVID around the world. The drawbridges start to come down. And yet you're said the moat is actually made wider for musicians. How do you think a musician can actually, yeah, there's Zoom, but that that brings in a little bit of money for the Zoom lessons, but it just it doesn't pay the bills, the general bills. And also, does there is no end in sight. How does a musician sort of motivate themselves or to engender that feeling of well-being when they, are, they can't see a future at the moment? I, I know. I mean, I, I don't think... Well, there really isn't any answer. I would just say that it's a bit like... Maybe think a bit after a big holiday and think or like a new year and thinking of maybe of time for sort of goal setting resolutions and think about realistic goals 
And to, to think that all the music teachers are going to be back in their jobs having all the students they used to have is not realistic. If you're a performing musician, a freelance performing musician, there are no openings at the moment. You know, nothing is happening. So it's a case of thinking about what could be realistic goals and to keep to keep playing and practicing on your own, although that's it's difficult, but to think there will be an end in sight and we've got to be ready to hit the ground running when those avenues are open for us to get back get back working. And when you have a down day, when you're feeling really frustrated or it's not going anywhere or it's not helping, I think f- for me it would be a case of just saying, okay, it's one of those days. Let, let this day pass because tomorrow I'm going to feel better. Because, you know, if you can't see a end in sight, you can be motivated one day and then three or four days later, just that thought starts coming into your head again, doesn't it? It does, but but maybe then this is the perfect opportunity to reach out and communicate. So there's some sort of discussion. So, for example, I mean, today it's so, so much easier, isn't it, to, to communicate than it was 30 years ago. And within being as an instrumental teacher, it's always been very difficult to develop because there's no recognised development plan. And we all need a plan that gives us confidence and allows us to know that we're not only doing a great job, but we're able to develop that job year after year. So I think maybe we should reach out. Um, I mentioned this in an earlier podcast. So for teachers listening to get involved, tell us about your your work and your ideas and let's share thoughts about teaching, develop the subject and develop a community which gives us a little bit of reassurance, makes us feel that we're doing something and then sharing that with the with with more teachers and our ideas with students. Well, that's the thing about musicians is it's a community, isn't it? We're not isolatory. We may be working as a soloist or we may be going in and out of schools teaching or having students come to us but we're part of a bigger community and we feel part of it. And it's almost as though that community has been sort of decimated. But as you rightly say, it's only been decimated in our heads or obviously in our pockets. And if we were to say, okay, going forward is going to be different. Let's create a new strategy. So using social media, using uh, Zoom, let's try and create the new world. And then as it opens up gradually, whenever that is, We'll be ready for it. Yeah, I, I think we have to because I'm just thinking about, um, you know, the school children uh, are losing almost a whole year, and imagine all the new, the new kids starting sort of the age eleven year group, when normally they'd be encouraged to take up a musical instrument. Um, I can't see that happening because. A, there's going to be no music teachers or instrumental teachers in the schools. So we're going to lose a whole generation of, of musicians if we're not careful. We are. And for companies like us uh, that make instruments, it's, it's a really uncertain future. We really are struggling to see through see the wood for the trees. Trees for the yep. wood? You know, OK, we, we're, we're struggling to see through the fog and to plan because we really don't know What's going to be happening in new school years? And really, the government, this is the UK government anyway, I can't speak for anyone else. I mean, it's so obvious that music and the arts is not top of the agenda. Yeah, and, and I, as you said, I, it's, it's difficult to understand when 
uh, so many people in the lockdown were turning to music as a way of 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 helping and developing and being you know general health yeah perhaps it's just everybody every all the normal people amongst us perhaps politicians were just sat there um scratching their egos and there would just be something not listening to music because if they were and they probably claim they were then uh, they would understand the importance to the nation's well-being. It's like sport, isn't it, Claire? You know, when you have the Ryder Cup, and I'll use the Ryder Cup as an analogy, when you have the Ryder Cup, Europe against the USA at golf, you know, if Europe wins, sorry, USA, we all feel great, don't we? And we're there getting really excited in front of the TV. And it's the same with music. If you're hearing something really wonderful, it makes you feel good. It's, it, it does. And yet the governments so, don't really understand that, the importance. Well, sorry, UK, I'm seeing some of the European countries put, uh, putting a little more effort into getting music back on stage, orchestras back on stage. Especially Germany. Germany yes. pushed the funds. Um, but it, it's not happening here. It's not been recognised. And I think there are... I, I know so many musicians now who are really are struggling so much and are so worried about if they even have a career left and and that's why we have to sort of turn it around rather than think about the negativity around all this to try and think to be a proactive and change into a into positivity so to do something to reach out use the social media um try and encourage people almost do it maybe offer a zoom a, a zoom uh, class for all the the 11 year olds in in september um to talk about music and taking up an instrument which you can do from your home you know and we just have to think of some ideas to help kickstart music education yeah and also those that gave up the flute many years ago which was a pet project of yours rebooting the flute you know there's so many people that will be listening to this that perhaps used to play the flute well Now's the chance to uh, take, bring it back up again. And it, you don't have to physically go and get a, find a flute teacher because there's millions of them online. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, there are. There are. It's a case of, of having someone help point these, the, certainly the kids, in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's why I'm saying that it's up to all of us to try and do something if you want your career to keep going. We all have to take responsibility. It's a bit like um, we have a terrible problem at the moment we've had all summer about the amount of rubbish that's being dumped on our beaches. Yeah. Uh, we all moan like crazy about all the rubbish. But until all of us take some responsibility and maybe try and pick up a bit of that rubbish, it's not the, the situation isn't going to change. And that's the same in, in music now, that all of us in music that want to keep in music... We just need to do something to help inspire and encourage and get more people playing the flute, uh, learning the flute. And we, we can even do performances together on Zoom. I mean, you know, it's you can do flute choirs on Zoom. Yeah. Um, you can do chamber music on Zoom. I know it's I know it's not great, but it's it's at least a way forward for the time being until uh, we're clear of this virus. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's thinking, well, I can't change it. However much I worry, I can't change it. However much I'm anxious about the future, I can't change it. But what can I do now? From You, you build new foundations 
because one day we will be able to. Well, hopefully one day, because we're in unknown territory here, aren't we? We are, but if we go back to thinking that, see, what you're talking about is a positive attitude. And a positive attitude helps create happy feelings. A negative one makes you miserable. Yeah. So I've talked before in the past about in, in flute practice, you know, it can be great one day, terrible the next day. But, you know, our progress is a journey and it's not important how long, but as long as you arrive. So we need to accept the situation we're in. Like you said, we can't do anything about it in terms of getting rid of this virus ourselves. But we can think about the positives and try and start with being positive in our own attitude. And you have to work hard at it because it's it's harder than the negative ones. And just try and put something in place each day to help us all move forward. I agree with that. And it's very hard because the the inner voice, that voice that talks to you, is always negative. Very rarely is it coming and saying, oh, I feel good today or yes, you sound brilliant. It's always that negative voice. And the worse you feel, the more it comes in. Now, uh, I've, I've done, a, or I've, I recorded a couple of weeks ago the uh, Talking Flutes podcast about um, how you can sort of imagine all these negative thoughts going into bubbles and disappearing. And when we when we started lockdown, I didn't know how long it would be. They said an initial 12 weeks. So I went into lockdown personally, using it as a tool to make some fundamental changes in what I did. In other words, I'd learn a lot more, I'd meditate more, and I would try and come out of lockdown, not a different person, but with a more understanding of me and um, yeah I've come out of lockdown with more understanding I meditate more but there is still that inner voice that talks to you however much you work it it hits you at certain times and if you're feeling particularly low as you say positivity means absolutely junk doesn't it because if you're feeling rubbish and someone says be positive you can't so yeah you've been through some really low times Claire you know, with your illness, how did you manage to sort of twist your mind out of the depth that you were in at the time? Um, it that well, it was very difficult at, at first. It's it was like uh, it was like a death. Uh, suddenly, not be able to play or listen to the flute. I can listen a little bit more now, thank goodness. Yeah, I I tr- I kept in my head the thought that. If you're creative, then that's all that's important. So I changed my path. So rather than going out and teaching the flute and playing the flute, I put my mind to things like talking flutes, of course. Mm-hmm. I, I started writing more. And this has been my sort of my saviour, really, is that I can still use my knowledge about flute playing and, and flute teaching and put it put it into something that's tangible, like a book. I mean, the last few weeks, for example, um, I've been doing another book. I, I have a, you know, I have my online beginner beginner tutorial yes. called Start Flute. And I always thought it couldn't be in a book because I've got, I recorded all the duets so mm. that people can play with me with the backing backing tracks of, of bass and drums and keyboards, or they can play with their teacher, or they can listen to me play the whole thing. And I, I didn't think you could manage that with a book unless you paid an awful lot of money to have a CD in it and everything. But just about to publish 
kickstart flute as a as a beginner book um where you've got a code an access code so you can listen online to the to the duets and play along hey tell you what claire can we yeah. can we run this on the seventh of September on our first podcast back because it seems like the ideal thing to do, doesn't it? Talk about playing duets after the summer break. Yeah, kickstarting your flute. Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, it's all very exciting because it's as I said, it's it's I'm I'm stuck in a different way because of I, I can't play. Yeah, so can I just use that? Is that one day you woke up? And your whole life as as a wonderful, wonderful soloist, world class play, flute player, professor at one of the world's most prestigious uh, music uh, academies in the world, Royal Academy of Music, and you couldn't play anymore. And so you had your whole life potentially taken, your whole musical life taken away from you at that one moment. Yeah, the, cor- that my- yeah, the correlation with today is that musicians feel like they've had their whole life taken away, but they haven't. No, so no. you are the <laughs> ideal person to talk about how you can sort of remodel and we rework your feelings to sort of try and come through it. Yeah, well, I can imagine that for most musicians uh, from the beginning of lockdown, they, they w- would have gone through the exact same emotions that I had. Grief. Um, which is, is sort of grief. It's a loss, loss of, of, what, you, of what you normally do. Mine, it, it, it sort of went over a few weeks, of course. I mean, I started not being able to hear. Um, well, at the at the time, I, I I was having a lot of. Um, I could hear different noises in the room, and I thought, you know, when you play the flute, you sometimes get vibrations. Mm. And um, I was saying to students, "Oh, do you hear that low buzz?" And they'd go, "No." So this <laughs> happened for a couple of weeks, and then I was hearing everyone playing with flat harmonics. Oh, good grief. And I thought, I, I remember teaching someone and saying, it feels a little bit under pitch, you know, flat on And then the next person came in and I thought, there's something definitely not right. So I just thought it was an ear infection. In fact, I was told it was an ear infection. And it was, you know, another sort of four or five weeks down the line uh, before I realised that it wasn't going to go away. And then another sort of a couple of months after that, that I, I was told the news that, you know, I'm, you know, no, I'm not going to play the flute again. Um, so you, you either fall into a hole and sort of, you know, retreat and don't appear again, or you, you pick yourself up and say, this is what it is. And I, I need to find another, another route. And it, I, it was not easy. And it, and it still isn't easy. I find it very difficult when I do hear someone playing online and I, and I, it's an awful feeling of loss. Yeah. And I think I really would do anything just to be able to get my flute out and play. But at the moment, at the moment I can't. So it's, it's hard, but I, I'm, I'm finding other, other routes. So I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. That's the, that's the key, isn't it? Not feeling sorry for yourself. And you yeah. you grieved. You allow yourself to grieve. You, you still have grieving. It's like when you lose somebody. You know, the grief never goes. It sort of softens, but it, it's always there, the loss. Yes, and of course, every time I come into my... I'm talking to you from my study at the moment. I've got a whole wall. <laughs> you have. Of, <laughs> and books yeah. and flutes and... 
it really is, it's really painful to look. And especially, I mean, I get my flutes out and stroke them every now and again, but it's, <laughs> it's really, it's really, really hard. But, you know, as I said, it is what it is. And I have to think of other ways around it. And I feel I have. And I felt, you know, pretty happy about how I've done it and, and how I've coped. And um, I said the lockdown earlier in the year, almost helped even focus my ideas even more yeah it was interesting it was it, it sort of I found it almost therapeutic as long as you weren't thinking about the awful things happening in the world with the virus but for me personally being shut in my house I actually got more things done so I'm, I'm really quite quite happy about that well it shows I mean I've always known you as being a, a strong lady you're a great teacher great player but quite a strong character which is good in this world certainly as a musician and growing up as we've discussed in previous podcasts as a female musician orchestral musician and soloist and how the world wasn't really geared up for women at that time but you've you've come through this and you've got that smile back again you've got that glint in your eye again and whether that's because you and Rolf have spending more time on the golf course although you can now can't you and you're actually being able to appreciate other things. I don't know, Claire, but you really have come through this really wonderfully well. And it's, yeah. a, it's a tribute to you, but also other people should understand that from wherever you are a low point, there is always strength there somewhere. There is. Uh, and in fact, I have to watch myself now because I'm getting... Uh, um, I know things are improving when I start feeling... or getting really critical of the flutes I hear online. <laughs> I, feel, I have to actually stop myself thinking, oh, that's absolutely dreadful. How could you put that up? And, you know, why don't you, you know, check your posture, think of your breathing, get get, get your sound sorted. What about that pitch control? And I feel get, I'm getting very sort of angsty when I listen. So that's, I find that as a very positive thing, of course, and I don't say anything. It, it, was, it was interesting. Somebody... Somebody sent me a private message a few months ago saying, have you been listening to X online? Um, and I said, yes, I have been listening to X online. And they said, don't you find it's absolutely awful? <laughs> <laughs> and so I messaged back privately, yes, I do. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's how it is. You can't possibly, you can't possibly comment, but I... For me, I find that's a positive thing that I can now listen and be find myself being critical and, and knowing exactly what it is that's that's there that they could do to improve. Uh, I, I've done I've done some Zoom classes in the states for some for some flute studios, and that's that's been interesting because it's a bit like talking flutes. Really, we talk about everything to do with the flute and careers and practice and and techniques. And, you know, you don't need a flute. You can just deal with so many issues, technical issues, and still educate, but you don't have to have a flute in your hands. Indeed. But I quite like to do a, a few more of those. I find it enriching. I find it uh, it's a very positive thing to do that, that makes you feel really good, that you're still able to, to help people. And with Zoom, it's interactive. You know, normally in a lesson, a proper lesson, where you've got your flutes out, yeah. sometimes the students don't 
really speak very much. You try and get two-way communication, but a lot of people are really quite shy. But when you have a Zoom class where you haven't got your flute to hide behind, if you like, you've just got a lot of faces on the screen, they can ask questions by typing them. They don't even mm. have to speak it. So you get all these questions popping up and then you find out who it is that's asked it. And then you then you start to communicate. So it's um, it's really successful. It's, that's a really good way forward. And it, you can learn without your flute. You don't have to have your flute in your hands. Let's look at Zoom, shall we, for a second. Is that you and I have been talking about ways of taking talking flutes. I mean, we've this we've done apart from our two week Christmas break, we'd have done fifty podcasts on the row this year, and we did fifty last year. So we're yep. on 128 podcasts and we're already planning for the end of this year and next year. Now, to, yep. to sort of spice it up a bit, shall we look at doing Zoom podcasts where we invite people along to come in and have a, a group chat with us and we can put it up as an audio on Talking Flutes as usual and also put it up as videos? Sounds like a great idea. And we can welcome people. I have to get a haircut, though, John Paul. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> it's, that's impossible. I've just booked one, actually, but I'm having to go to London on the 16th. Um, and it's going to break the bank, but I couldn't get into my local one. Have you booked in anywhere? Yes, I've got, a, I've got a, a, an appointment booked for, for a, a, a few weeks' time. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. I don't know how they're going to manage there, but we'll see. Yeah, I've just got a huge, great bush on the top of my head. It's quite funny. And I don't use products, you know, that grease and oil and stuff. But for the past three months, I've been using it just to keep the bush down. Are you dying it yet, John Paul? <laughs> no, I love being grey. I absolutely love it. I always, it's really weird. Is I always wanted to be grey. Uh, I thought, well, if people like George Clooney can do it, then um, and get away with it. Uh, but I know it is George Clooney. But yeah, I love being grey. I would never dye it. I'd shave it off, and I was tempted to have a COVID cut, as we called it, and just shave all the hair off. But I was a bit scared that it wouldn't grow back. Uh-huh. Because I have a mass of hair, so. Well, well, I've both had a haircut then before our, our, our Zoom podcast. That'll be, that'll be fun. It'll be fun on the 7th, won't it? So our first podcast back, sorry, is... Do you know, I'm going to have to check my diary. I check my diary. The first is the 7th of September. Okay. And if we, I'd, you know, I'd love to look at that kickstart project of yours. And let's do a project about that. Let's do a Zoom about that and how people can play along with you in du duets, how they do it. And we can put the stuff up on the screen. We can play some of the music. We can, we, we can show people how you can actually do things interactively in your spare time. That's, that's, that's a great idea. And if, if um, any of our listeners want us to talk about anything specific, then they can just write into us or put something on the Talking Flutes Facebook page. Yeah, and if there's any flute choirs or flute groups out there who would love to have a Zoom podcast with us, again, contact Claire or I at flutepodcasts at gmail.com. It's Claire Flute on Instagram. It's TJ Flutes on Instagram. And it's Claire Flute on Twitter. And it's at Flute on Twitter. So get in touch with us because, as Claire and I said, we are going to be expanding Talking Flutes into the video world. Wow. I've just had another idea, John Paul. Oh, no, no, Claire. You are getting better, aren't you? Go on. <laughs> um, if I'm thinking about if, you, if you're out there, you know, our listeners and they're, they're 
they're, they're listening and they're playing. If you want to record a little something that you're doing, whether it's in a flute group or on your own or with another instrument, and to show us what you're doing and what you're working on, you could send us those videos and we could put those on as a little clip each podcast we have. Oh, what a great idea. I love that idea. Uh, you know where I got that idea from? I got it from Monty Don on uh, Gardener's World. Now, for those of you not in the UK, there's a very well-known gardener called Monty Don who has this gardening programme every week. And he's been getting viewers to send in their what they've been doing in their garden and little clips just so you know a few seconds about what they're growing or you know how they've planned their garden a little bit of design we could do exactly the same for flute do you know i love that idea could be teaching doesn't have to be playing could be how you're teaching what you're teaching or or even just a video question who knows you are you sure you're not just trying to shut me up well, you know, it'll keep both of us quieter for a little bit longer. But, you know, <laughs> see where it takes, let's see where it takes us. Do you know what a great idea? So we're open to all suggestions. We've been doing this two years. And as you say, we're well into the 120s podcast. And we look forward to getting to 250, don't we, Claire? Yeah. Yeah, there is a problem with having so many podcasts, you know, and is that I've just up all uploaded them all to SoundCloud, by the way which you'll find on Talking Flutes, is that there's some crackers that are sort of trailing back. And I need to find a way, I think, of uh, people being able to access them easily because that's a lot of podcasts. Well, we could always repeat the odd one. You know, if we find that the, the most sort of the uh, well-listened podcasts, we could, we could put them up as a repeat. Yeah, I mean, we could put up you and Wissam, The Power of Love. Um, you and Joe, yeah, that's a fair point, isn't it? We could sort of repeat them again, just so the 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 audience can get the benefit rather than have to trawl back. Because as you yeah. probably, you've probably noticed, I've numbered all the pods now. So wherever you go, all the pods are numbered, and it does seem rather a huge, great list when you podcast one hundred and twenty eight. Yeah, and it's a great resource because we've we've had some really important information coming out in these podcasts. Well, uh, yeah, yours are a good resource. I think mine just go off piste all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nature of what I do, though, isn't it? <laughs> so, Claire, what are you going to do in August? Don't put yourself down. I know I don't. You know me. I'm not self-facing. What are you going to do in August? I have no idea. And and that is the, the sign of the times, isn't it? It so is. Normally, we'd know exactly what we were going to do. And at this present moment in time, I do not know. And nor do I, which is great. I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing, uh, which is heavily involved in social media, reworking the websites and making sure that we we can come back in September with Talking Flutes in a new concept, sort of uplifted concept, see how we can work it. We'll do a couple of practice sessions on that. Um, I have a week's holiday in September, which I'm looking forward to, but not overseas. I'm going, uh-huh. down, to, I'm going down to Devon. Well, all being well, that is. You're not going to be one of those millions on the Bournemouth beach, are you? Oh, no. Can you imagine me with my shorts on, showing my six-pack <laughs> off and my grey hair? <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't be me. No, we're going down to South Devon, and it's where I walk. Um, we have a beautiful house that we go and visit and go and stay at. It's not my own. We, we rent it for a week, and we walk. I meditate, and I just... It gives me a chance to reboot my system, my inner system, 
and I, we do that every year. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. But in August, no, no summer holidays. It's a case of carry on doing what we're doing, speaking to the flute world, and uh, I think beginning the process of recharging for the winter, battening down the hatchets. Yeah, I almost feel sort of recharged now. It's very strange. Um, so I think maybe August I might be doing writing more. I've always fancied writing a book for teachers about teaching practices. Yeah. Uh, Art of teaching, sort of thing, and maybe one on um, on practice. Well, if if, if you if you've got the motivation to do it, go for it, my lady. Yes, I think I think I will. I think I will. So you've got a busy summer. You're going to get back on the golf course. Oh yes, we've we've just started getting back on the golf course, and it's getting as frustrating as 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 playing the flute, really. Do you know? Um, what I, do you know? What I did the other day. Sorry to butt in. Talking about golf is that there's a Tunbridge Wells golf course, which is. A small nine-hole one um, that obviously went under during the dreadful COVID period. And it's been reborn, but not as golf golf, but as football golf, foot golf. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've turned it into an 18-hole golf course. Uh, sorry, golf course, but you use a football, a soccer ball. Yeah, I've seen that. I've it's, seen that. I, I did it yeah, last week. It's absolutely fascinating because you think you can kick a ball, football straight. <laughs> It's like me and golf. It curves everywhere. It's such fun. But very, very sad when you look at the state of the golf course and it's been turned into a football golf course and you think some really wonderful people over the last 120 years have walked up this um, with their golf clubs. Yeah, it's it's another tragic sort of loss because of what's happened earlier in the year that a lot of golf courses have had to shut but and then a lot of restaurants have shut, a lot of shops mm. have shut. Uh, it's it's not just the music business that is has been hit. It's there are so many businesses. It'll be interesting to see come the beginning of next year what's left, and we have to start to rebuild again. It is. I mean, as, uh, the bottom line is, Claire. As long as we have our health, that because there's so many people around the world that have sadly lost their health lost their life um, there'll be millions of families around the world who know people they'll be close to people that have lost their lives so as long as we have our health then we have a baseline to move ourselves forward and uh, you've experienced loss as in loss of your career your music and your passion and you know let's use the summer as a and as you say a period for regeneration and regeneration. finding uh, finding our own paths absolutely absolutely um I wish you a, a very happy summer break and staycation and um, looking forward to talking to you in September. That'll be great. Hopefully our verse, the verse, the verse to have, um, <clears throat> I need coffee, Claire. I've been talking for 40 minutes. I need coffee. Um, <laughs> verse. Yeah, it be our first Zoom podcast, wouldn't it? So uh, that's going to be very interesting. Should we try and get a special guest on or should we just... Just do um, me and you, and then we'll uh, see who wants to join us after that, shall we? I think that's what we'll do, and we're open to suggestions. Come always, on. always open to suggestions. Claire, yeah. as usual, wonderful to speak to you. My my love and best wishes to your lovely Rolf husband, and also the dogs who do take a fancy to me when I visit you. <laughs> <laughs> and may your summer be full of joy and health and happiness. And the same to all the listeners too. Thanks, John Paul. And thank you to everybody for listening. May your summer break be wonderful and may your high sea be particularly in tune.
Goodbye, all. Bye. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.